And do you want me to read the the poem when the time comes? Oh my gosh, it's almost as if you've done this show before. Uh, I, you know what? The fact that I remem- remember that part is uh, usually I have Christy to read half of it for me. That's right. That's right. Because you are you are frequently half of a pair, like like Jan and Dean, or Abbott and Costello, or Jan and Mike, <laughs> or Jan and Mike, or Jan and weirdly kerned ampersand Mike. Because the cover of this book. I think it's just because an ampersand has like that little like tail sticking off of it, but it makes the spacing of Jan ampersand Mike look very off. I, oh, as a child, was very frustrated with the different modes that you could put the ampersand in as far as shape mm-hmm. and fanciness, uh, of which I could draw none. Right, right. So, ampersand, ampersand was like one of those things that I think was like made up just for... Like wow, we we invented this thing called typeface. Let's uh, let's come up with some symbols so we don't have to write the word and all the time. It's basically a wingding that we just really adopted as a society. Yeah. But I mean, isn't that what letters are in the first place? Isn't that what hieroglyphics were? Just wingdings that they adopted <laughs> as a society? Is that is that? culturally insensitive for you to say absolutely not you know why because no ancient egyptians listen to my podcast at least not anymore well not anymore <laughs> yeah. uh, you, you, you never know who's gonna listen to this podcast but that's true uh i've been surprised so <laughs> i'm always surprised when anyone listens to my podcast speaking of people it's nice exist let's talk about the tooth fairy and uh let's talk a little bit about well let's have you read this little poem I like this one. Uh, The tooth fairy has a job that's funny. She takes away teeth and puts back money. In the the holes? (laughs) Right, right, right. You will wake up with a mouthful of dimes. My dreams come true. Yeah, I could go for that. If you could guarantee me I'd wake up with a mouthful of money, I'd give a few teeth. Oh, this is a book that has way more teeth than I was expecting, even though... uh, you think I would expect it. It has. It also has not as much to do with the tooth fairy as it does with inflation. Correct. It, it, it's a really a, a market value. It, it's about commodities, really. Welcome back to Deep in Bear Country, a Berenstain Bear cast. I am your host, Phil Gonzalez, and this week... Who's that creeping round the window? Who's that coming through your door? Don't look under the bed tonight, because the tooth fairy's coming for the tooth in your head. The tooth fairy's coming for the tooth in your head. That's right. We're discuss- That was a poem I just made up, by the way. Uh, th- th- we're discussing the tooth fairy this week. That magical being that we all know and love, star of stage and screen, the tooth fairy. An, an all an all knowing all powerful being who haunts our dreams and rewards our loss of teeth the tooth fairy but who has joined me this week to talk about this this grim ghoul who extracts the very bones from our children's heads uh well joining me is someone who's extracted many bones from my head uh bones of wisdom uh I don't know where I'm going with this anymore. <laughs> I'm letting you swim in a little bit. <laughs> it's Brian Skinner, everyone. Welcome back to the show, Brian. 
Hi, everybody. I'm, a, I'm your little baby tooth friend. <laughs> I, come and go out of, like, I come and go out of your mouth. <laughs> wow. You just got my show canceled. <laughs> I'm your little baby tooth friend. <laughs> your little baby tooth friend. It's a little tiny baby tooth. I fall out of your mouth into apples. Oh, it's okay. Baby tooth friend. Not a little baby tooth friend. Well, I could be both. It depends what you want, how much you pay. Brian Skinner is baby, is what we're saying here. I, I am baby. Do people still say that on the online? Anyways. Uh, this book starts with a picture of the tooth fairy bouncing off a pillow, holding a dime in one claw and a tooth in the other. Uh, and it just is goes di- down. Is that dime to scale? Because that's a giant fairy. It's, yeah, it's either a huge tooth fairy or a very small dime. Actually, or it's like a communion wafer. I, that's that. Well, the that pillow is a head pillow. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see. So the that the tooth fairy is at least bigger than a twin size pillow. Yeah, that tooth fairy is big. That's it's like when you hear that Smurfs are three apples high, and you're like, well, three apples is actually pretty tall. It's taller than I thought Smurfs were. I mean, Johan and Peewee had to be so big. Yeah, or maybe apples are just very small. Where crab they apples? Yeah, yeah, they didn't have like. This was before, like, a lot of selective farming had produced larger and larger apples. Yes, and that's why we're talking about the apple fairy. Yes, the apple fairy who's shaped like a bear called the tooth fairy. (laughs) So this is the Berenstain Bears and the Tooth Fairy. This is a 2012 book written by Jan and Mike Berenstain. Uh, It's part of their regular, the regular series. Um, So it's not religious. They won't be trying to drag God into this one. I was kind of hoping they would just be... not that the book takes, you know, the the tried and true method to the Tooth Fairy yeah. story, but like, if you just had thrown in one last thing at the end that was a little bit religious, uh-huh. I think it would have just been a little bit of gravy on top. <laughs> Instead, we see the actual Easter Bunny and stuff, and that's kind yeah. of agnostic. No, this this book is has its feet firmly in the secular in the secular swimming pool. Uh, what with yeah, what with all the other ghouls who show up from their respective holidays. But it starts off with Sister Bear measuring herself on one of those wall measuring charts. Uh, and she's holding her bow in her hand, which I rarely see. Yeah, I mean, then she just has a regular head, except for there's one mm-hmm. difference in this drawing of her. <laughs> what is the one difference? Uh, she, she's got an interesting smile about her in this one. <laughs> you know how like we, we always see the bear's teeth? Yes. In oh, every yeah. single picture of them, as yeah. opposed to just a kind of a beak. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> our, our our books are usually flooded with teeth. It is. She's got a lot going on in that area. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the the sister is smiling as she measures herself. Okay. First of all, it tells us that sister's almost seven years old, which is younger than I think of sister being. I I always thought of her more around nine. What like every year is a, it's a big difference. Yeah. At that age. Yeah. Yeah. She talks like an older than five-year-old in these books. She does. But also, I mean, she does dream of Santa Claus, the Easter Bunny, and the Tooth Fairy. The two, That is an interesting combination because mm-hmm. those two are holiday-based mascots. The Tooth Fairy isn't a holiday. Right, right. Oh, we'll talk about that. Don't worry. I'm, I, I've got notes on on. Okay, I, I was hoping you would. Theory. Yeah, uh, we, we, that that's coming up really soon. <laughs> but she's smiling, and you see her teeth. But they are like it talks about like 
She had three grown-up teeth already. And according to this picture, your grown-up teeth are a solid inch longer than all of the other teeth in your mouth. I mean, they. it is said she has two on the bottom and one on top. And sure enough, mm-hmm. she has one very long front tooth and yeah. two very long front bottom teeth. And yes. uh, I don't know. You know, there's, there's something that's really comforting about symmetry sometimes, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, her not being, her being, a, her not having that yeah. uh, draws the eye. Which, I mean, you know, if, if you wanted to brand her, it would you know, an interesting silhouette to her. But, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that, that long upper tooth looks like an egg tooth. Yes. <laughs> She's, she needed to break out of her shell earlier after in she, the evening. After she ate, she absorbed all the yolk from her egg. Yep. Yep. She's full of albumin right now and ready to snap her way out of an egg. It looks like in Monty Python, uh, there, there's like an animated sequence where a man's teeth uh, formed like the keys of a piano and they go up and down like a pipe organ kind of and that's what her teeth look like they look fake and terrible and i hate it it only like they don't often they don't all, like it's very rare that they have any teeth and all of a sudden she has noticeably uneven teeth yes jagged teeth uh that look all fit to rip and tear and chew <laughs> their way through life yes now it mentions that her son, she's already lost some teeth. When her baby teeth came out, Mama and Papa had had her put them under her pillow. And they say that when you're sleeping, the tooth fairy will come and take your baby tooth and leave money in its place. So this is something she has experienced already. Uh, she, fi- she wakes up in the morning. She finds a shiny new quarter in its place. Uh, so first of all, I want to ask you, Brian, growing up, did you have the tooth fairy? I did. Okay. Did you? Oh, yes. Okay, good. We're on the same page. What was a typical Tooth Fairy haul for you? Uh, One quarter. Okay. Um, I think maybe for my last one, I would have gotten three. A full 75 cents, which would have been more than enough for a a popsicle from the ice cream bike. Heck yes. Wait, the ice cream bike? So (laughs) have I never have have I never mentioned on this show that there weren't ice cream trucks in Nova Scotia? I was a kid on a bike who had to bike a a freezer up and down hills. Like that he he pulled on his bike. Like it's on the front of the bike. Okay. There's a a freezer full of popsicles and and behind it is attached the most of the rest of the bike. Right. I've seen this. I've seen images of this. I believe in like movies set a long time ago. A long time. And I, I doubt that is still the case in Nova Scotia uh, or anywhere on the planet. But it, it always struck me as being very unfair because right now we're in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Generically. Uh, flat. Flatlands. Yeah. Uh, Nova Scotia. Uh, all hills. Uh, I took my daughter back there recently and I, w- I just had her walk to my... M- my junior high, my middle school, which is about four streets up from my my childhood home. It is all straight uphill. And <laughs> she was blown away that I had to go up this steep hill every single day. And not like, exaggerating, not making it up for the effect of being a parent, not some hilarious, I had to walk uphill to school. You literally had that experience. But it wasn't that hard. It wasn't that it was it wasn't isn't that steep. But if I was if I was on a bicycle, I would never do it. And thus I rarely got ice cream, but if I had seventy-five cents from the from the from the uh, the tooth fairy, which I did 
possibly one time i could <laughs> right. get the really nice one that had ice cream in the middle but then you had to chase a kid up a hill on a bike uh that is true i you have to defeat the ice cream <laughs> in a race <laughs> right <laughs> i was thinking that like any jo- okay so if you get a job peddling not you know no pun intended ice cream selling ice cream you're gonna worry oh no am i gonna like eat so much ice cream you know, like I will, I will, I will lose my 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 beautiful frame. Is this going to be the job that puts me? Up? But if you are having to bicycle the entire time uphill, pushing that ice cream truck, you can eat as much ice cream as you want during the day. But also, you you would uh, eat your profits. You'd be more likely to do it if you're if you're sweating that. That's why it's only the strappingest young people yeah. who would do this with a, the iron will. <laughs> and also, our company, our ice cream place was uh, company was called Dicky D's, which we Dickie thought was very, D's, which we thought was very funny. That is very funny. That is actually very funny. Uh, uh, a lot of comedy has come out of Canada. This, uh, this I, I, I would imagine that's you know, I'm sure I'm sure the Trailer Park Boys have done an episode on that. So. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> Who can keep up with them all? Now, going to the point you made earlier, the next shot is shows that Sister Bear is in love with three mythological creatures. She loves the Santa Man. She loves the Easter Bunny, who I have always been a little put off by the way the Baron Stains draw the Easter Bunny. He looks like a sinister figure. He looks like the he looks like the the the, the, the tall man or whatever from uh, from Something Wicked This Way Comes. He looks like he, it, while being a regular sized rabbit, he was enlarged through some kind of horrible experiment, and no longer his clothes fit his uh length of pants yeah and length of torso yeah his his vest is too short his pants are too short uh yeah he's he's hulked out of his easter bunny costume probably from uh eating all that candy she loves the she loves sandman she loves the easter bunny and she loves the tooth fairy and now as you brought up these are three very different characters santa and the easter bunny are more similar because the tooth fairy is a very personal character as opposed to Santa and the Easter Bunny who do their thing on a very specific day of the year. The Tooth Fairy is just all over the place always. And that made me think, what if we had a day (laughs) where the children had to lose their teeth? Or that might be a little bit dangerous. That might be dangerous. So like to to actually tear, tear out all the children's baby teeth for that day. Okay, a, a okay. little bit, a little bit scary for the kids, even though there would be a monetary reward. What if all the children had to collect their teeth all year, as they fell yeah. out naturally, for one day that was just a tooth day, on a Tuesday? Is this is this your proposal? Is this, this what you're this, proposing? I, I am proposing for the for the sake of parents who have kids who have many loose teeth. To just really streamline it down to one day, and then we could market it a much easier for cards, for like you know you, you see the, like you know the ever see those plastic giant teeth where you would put your tooth into? I've seen those. Yes. Yes, I haven't thought about them until I just mentioned it today. I'm surprised <laughs> uh, those aren't more popular these days. But like, just imagine you just collect them all year in your big tooth, and you pass it off the night before Tooth Day. And you wake up the next day and you get a really nice gift like slacks. Yeah. Or an Xbox 360. An Xbox 360 in 2022. You, yeah. you have to, you, 
You get a Nintendo Wii. <laughs> yes, you get a, you get the Wii U. Um, I like how you said like you spend all year collecting your teeth in this big plastic tooth, as if it would be filled to overflowing at the end of the year. As if collecting teeth, as if there's just constantly teeth raining out of your mouth, as opposed to losing, I don't know, five in a year. <laughs> I mean, some people might have their DNA crossed with a shark. I don't know. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Like if a kid has a, a a full plastic tooth of teeth, then th- there's something nefarious going on in that neighborhood. Since plastics last so long in nature, mm-hmm. and often <laughs> the fossils we find for so many ancient creatures are teeth that seem to last so long. Mm-hmm. If like a, a future intelligent species that are replaced us because we've done something terribly stupid, even more than we already have, we're digging up our remains and they're like, Wow, we found a plastic tooth full of teeth and just trying to puzzle that out. Well, I just love, I appreciate that you just essentially threw your hat into the political ring with this idea. Like, I think you could, I think you can run for local government on the notion of let's consolidate Tooth Fairy Day into one specific time of year. And then we can have the Tooth Fairy would have to, could show up at, you know, gatherings or malls. People still go to malls. I don't know. I haven't recently. You know, that apparently was, in Phil's mind, my, you know, defining quality was going to the Mall of America. That you go to the mall all the time. You're always at the mall. I'm always at the mall. But you you can really consolidate, like, you know, the economy of the Tooth Fairy Mm -hmm. into one focus day. And also... Parents do not get that day off because it's not a federal holiday. It's but not a federal holiday. It will never be. Uh, we lose too much production. But yeah. Otherwise, like it would be something for the kids, and like all the kids at school would be like, "Oh man, I can't wait for a tooth day mm-hmm. when the tooth fairy comes and takes away all our teeth, and then we can donate it for them to people to make I don't know wigs out of." Yeah, uh, what I, exactly tooth wigs? What I love because they were very comfortable in your head. What I love. Is this idea because stores, of course, would get behind this? Like, because you know, as you noted up top, you could now you have sales, you have merchandise that go along with this, you have decorations to sell, you have parties to throw, and what's cool is unlike Christmas or Easter or any of those other just like calendar-based hol- religion holidays, you have to as a child age into this. Like, you can't celebrate until those teeth start falling out of your head. Right. And like, and then, you know, there are kids who don't grow their teeth fast enough or they run out. They're down to the last one. Like, this is my last tooth day. This is my first tooth day. You get a little ornament, like, you know, my very first tooth day, my, you know, Mm -hmm. 1995, my last tooth day. You have all this because you never have this mascot base, this cultural mascot that is pervasive, like the tooth fairy is, that's really not confined to something you can market you can't go to i can't go to target right now and buy a tooth fairy greeting card no you can't because that yeah i mean you probably can maybe maybe not target me the hallmark store but i've really never perused i'm gonna google the the crud out of this (laughs) (laughs) i like how worked up you just got i wanted i wanted to get less worked up because i I don't want to Besmirch tooth day with a uh, foul language, but uh, I want. I'm gonna Google this, like if there are tooth fairy tooth fair. car. I and think there are like to... baby, like child's first tooth loss. Tooth that has like, to be. Yeah, like you know, my pet monsters on the card. Yeah, tooth loss cards. But yeah, anything. I, 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 uh, 
I mean, <laughs> the question I have now is like, if you have like, if you're like a boxer or a, or a MMA fighter and you got your teeth knocked out, do you get to have another run at this? Or does it have oh, to be I baby see. teeth? No, yeah. I think, I don't think that that's the case. I think you have to lose these teeth naturally. Naturally. Okay. Okay. What about wisdom teeth? Uh, that's a whole other ball game. That's yeah, a whole. That's a whole other monster connected. to Yeah, that. they're they're horrors. Those roots are so long. Let's not talk about this. I'm getting I'm getting shivers inside. So in the 19, uh, I think it was in the 1970s. It may have been the 1970s. Uh, there was a a Northwestern University dental school professor uh named rosemary wells who is not the rosemary wells who did all of like the the noisy nora and yoko books who did all the max and ruby books different rosemary wells who decided to find out once and for all the origins of the tooth fairy uh because anyone can find the history of santa claus and the easter bunny but where did the tooth fairy come from and the short answer is nobody knows uh, it just seems to have appeared all of a sudden in like the 1920s in a play. And then everyone was suddenly going tooth fairy crazy in America because in every other country and the, the idea of giving your kid like a gift for losing their tooth goes back like thousands of years. Like the first tooth, uh, like child loses their first tooth and then something happens because it's like a milestone. Uh, but in other countries, a lot of other countries, it's a mouse instead of a instead of a fairy. Like the idea of the fairy is kind of weird and very confined to America. Like almost everywhere else, it's Perez, Raton Perez, the little mouse, Perez the mouse, uh, who is so popular. He has had movies based on him. That makes more sense. I don't know what a mouse would do with teeth, but I can imagine a mouse would take your teeth, thinking perhaps that is some sort of white cheddar. That's weird. Why? No, I mean, I guess maybe. Uh, I'm Raton really, trum- per- <laughs> really yes. trying. Uh, Raton Perez uh, also has like a, a wife, like a whole family. Um, I like this. Like, I mean, we don't even know what the tooth fairy's name is, or yeah. like, or doesn't he have a doesn't have a Christian first name and like a last name. What What amazes me is that like we're not a in North America, not a fairy culture as far as like. No, we are not. That's not really the first thing we jump to. Like, I think we'd almost go elves first, like a Keebler. Yeah, yeah. Or like, yeah, a little, or like a, a gnome, something or like that. A gremlin, a tooth gremlin. Right. Ooh, let's start the tooth gremlins up. <laughs> Brought over by German immigrants. Yeah, that'd be great. That's a good idea. You Not only have you thrown your hat into the political ring, you just secured yourself a bunch of votes. But how, how much did you get for... Your, to- your tooth like what was what was in go- the going rate for you it changed as we got older i think it went from 25 cents to a dollar by the time we were done but i think that had to do with the fact that things got really com- well as this book will start showing us things got com- competitive with friends so i had friends who would wake who would put their tooth under their pillow at night and would wake up with a ton of gifts like gifts, like piles of gifts. Like now, this is what I was afraid of. And this is the the flip side of the question because we both have now had both sides of this. Uh-huh. As a parent, I was afraid of my daughter's comparison to other kids, assuming she went to school and would 
talk tooth with her friends, like what their experience was. And if I was not meeting what she expected, um, because, and also not to raise the bar too high yeah. uh, for reference. Uh, I decided one year for no reason based on nothing <laughs> that for uh, St. Patrick's day, I would, before she got home from school, I would turn all the furniture in the living room in the house or that I could lift upside down <laughs> uh-huh. and just make the place a mess, but like cushions on the bottoms of chairs and stuff and tell her that the, the, uh, the St. Patrick's day, uh, elves did it. Oh, and she decided this was an actual thing. Okay. And ex- expected it and like brought it to her friends and like, this is what happens on this holiday. And then when the next year, I had forgotten I'd done it. And she was, you know, telling me she couldn't wait to see what crazy things happen <laughs> the next time. And I'm like, oh, no, I didn't want to set this this bar on this because uh, I have to go home before picking her up from school now. Um, but, like, what we – I did as a parent, I, w- I didn't like – I didn't like the idea of the tooth under the pillow, which mm-hmm. is a light sleeper, and also she could lose it and our cats could go play with them. So I started a thing where she would set up a little dish with maybe a note to the tooth fairy in the bathrooms. So I would not have to go into her room and wake her up to retrieve the tooth. And then on a plate, I would remove the note and write thank you on another note. Uh-huh. And one year I was dumb enough to, one time I was dumb enough to like sprinkle glitter on top. I stopped that because it was too much work and it was messy. <laughs> and then I would leave... About a dollar fifty at first, and I think it got up to five dollars by her last tooth. Wow! Uh, I was considering, and sometimes I had forgotten that she had lost a tooth during the day. Mm. I had a ba- I had a bag full of uh, in the closet of uh, gifts for me forgetting something was supposed to happen that day, and I would oh, pull out something brilliant. from there. Yeah, I had a, a big paper bag in the closet where she could not reach it, and that I was just literally really cheap toys. Yeah. That I had collected throughout the year that I could just put there, like, oh my God, I forgot X. Mm. Uh, like, uh, there's supposed to be, I, I big uh, treat bags for somebody or something like that. And I was like, okay, well, she's getting like ping pong balls and uh, <laughs> and slime for her tooth. Brilliant. See, uh, with our, well, with, with my older daughter, it was uh, you lose a tooth, here's a, you know, here's a dollar or whatever. Very straightforward. Uh, with Mitzi, it was because we don't do like Santa Claus, right? Uh, here, Mitzi only gets like she gets, you know, she gets gifts for Hanukkah, uh, but they're pretty modest gifts, and she gets like a modest gift on Christmas morning from the house Tomta. But uh, so the Tooth Fairy kind of became like the big deal. Um, and the Tooth Fairy actually has a name. It's Mitzi's personal Tooth Fairy, Pearl and pearl that's really leaves, clever and pearl leaves personal letters Ooh. Mm-hmm. and uh and it's a, it's like an event it's like a it's like a celebratory event every time it happens and continues to this day uh uh even though even though mitzi has made it abundantly clear she is aware of what's happening uh it's it's still a tradition and um and so that makes it sort of a little special thing in the house. I forget that she's she's closer in age to that still happening, even though she is taller than my daughter. She's taller than your daughter. <laughs> that they yeah, are actually she's... several years apart. 
Yes. <laughs> it's, it's, it's wild how that works. It, it, it's not surprising, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this brings us to the, 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 the plot. Oh, yeah, by the way, we are reading the Berenstain Bears. Bears. Tooth Fairy. <laughs> yes, and we are on to some more great art. This is weird. So this is this is the, roughly the same era I'm covering in the religious books. And it's wild how different the art is in these two. Uh, but we get, okay, we're about to get the craziest, creepiest image I've ever seen of Lizzie Bruin uh, in, in one of these books. So what's happening is Sister and Lizzie are hanging out at Lizzie's house playing a board game. And I can't tell what board game it is. And it's driving me nuts. Uh, it looks like it has a spinner. And like, is it sorry? Is it? It's got two sorry pieces. Yeah. And, and a spinner. And a spinner. But, I mean, we could assume it's 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 sorry, right? Like, well, there's only two pieces, though. That's true. Maybe it's like this is a mild apology. Yeah, it's generic board game three eighty seven. It's got a. It looks like it has just a a monopoly style track around the edge and a spinner in the middle. I think it's just yes. whoever whoever makes it around the square first. I mean, they should have made this payday because I think that would have really fit the theme well. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so Lizzie has a loose tooth. It wiggles, and Lizzie demonstrates it wiggling with her tongue. But there's a drawing of Lizzie doing this, and Brian described the drawing of Lizzie doing this. Well. You know, it, it's it's there's a lot to talk about with her whole lower jaw, the loose tooth, and most especially the tongue. But I think an underrated part of this is the look in her eye. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She almost looks like it's a pleasurable act to push her one tooth out very far uh-huh. with her very long skinny tongue. <laughs> yes. And uh, w- w- with motion lines mm-hmm. <laughs> or echolocation, I'm not really sure. But it really, it really, really draws attention to the fact that the lower jaw could not only does not have teeth, but could not have teeth. Yes, unless they're retractable. Yes, it's the lower half of a beak at this point. Which, like it looks like Lizzie Bruin could snap at your finger. She, she, it's a snapping turtle's beak. Yes, uh, and also, uh, sister has lost her her, her chompers. Yeah, at you this can't point. see if t- sister's teeth because she's, Lizzie's she's, teeth have taken precedence in the conversation. Yes, but then only her egg tooth. Once again, the egg tooth, her <laughs> her long loose tooth is visible after the first beautiful piece of art. So once again, perhaps the rest of the teeth are retractable. Now let's let's focus on Lizzie's tongue for a second here because it's about <laughs> a foot long. Uh, it's coming. It, just, it seems to be coming from straight straight connected right to the back of her throat it has a head uh i think it's separate a separate consciousness from lizzie it's it's, it's moving very, about of its own accord it's very alien is it not mm, it's it's prehensile i bet she could like work the work the birth the game pieces with it it's an eerie piece of artwork and yeah lizzie looks either disinterested in what she's doing or lost in thought or like she's challenging sister with her gaze. I can't tell what's happening. It's, it's, it's what we call a half-lidded look. It's one of my favorite pieces of Berenstain Bears art at this point. Uh, but uh, sister mentions that she gets a quarter for her teeth. Lizzie says, I get a whole dollar. And this begins the series of dominoes that are about to fall that will that will change the Berenstain Bears family life forever because sister decides that the tooth fairy only bringing her a quarter isn't fair. 
She runs home and complains that Lizzie gets a dollar. And and uh, Mama, Mama gives a great little response where she's like, well, sometimes what the Tooth Fairy brings is supplemented by their parents' income. <laughs> and then... And then Papa, while looking exceedingly proud of himself for for coming up with this off the top of his head, he must think about it quite a, quite often. Yeah, it's like sometimes the price goes up, like gas. Yeah, the price of gas goes up in our car for our car twenty cents just last week, and he's literally every upper middle mage man from twenty twenty two. He really is. Yeah, yeah, it's complaining about the price of gas. But what I love is that Mom is like, well. Some parents add a little extra money to what the Tooth Fairy brings, but we think that's the Tooth Fairy's job. And then Papa's like, I mean, also the price of teeth has gone up. And I can just see Mama seething. That like she's like, Don't under I, I gave her a good reason that we don't have to raise the price, and you just told her that the price of teeth is going up. It's it's really hard because one thing you can always do with a kid, especially seven and younger, is outsmart them. Oh yeah. Which I think uh, a lot of parents underestimate their ability to out outsmart their child right um they will so like if you come up with something that sounds plausible or like you know things are different here because um th- they will believe you yeah unless unless someone else in the household comes comes by and says also no yeah <laughs> because the child is going to latch on to what they want to latch on to right and if you give them even a little bit of a foothold they're gonna go step in that foothold um for some reason, this this whole conversation about money and the cost of teeth and everything else, there's a picture earlier of Mama where it was from her back, and you really get a good good look at how much blank space is on the back of her vest. Yes. <laughs> and I really wanted there to be a giant dollar symbol back there like she was from, <laughs> from like, you know, Scrooge McDuck had bought it for her. And I think that would really undercut everything she's trying to say here if she was walking around with a dollar with dollar signs on her vest. I mean, it certainly would. It would undercut the message of most Berenstain Bears books as well. I just want her to be secret rich. <laughs> Is that what secretly rich people do, Brian? Do they yeah. do they walk around with clothes with giant dollar signs on the back? Yes. <laughs> like the Riddler. So for well, instead of question marks dollar signs or matthew lesko instead of well i guess instead of question marks it's question marks uh and exclamation points i think uh so yeah so pop has now put into sister's mind the idea that maybe her teeth have gone up in value uh and then sister does a lot of things that have nothing to do with this book she <laughs> she hangs out with lizzie she plays baseball she paints a bunch of pictures she goes fishing with papa she goes and buys a new barbie doll she has a birthday party for lizzie this is just a two-page spread of nothing or everything that has nothing to do with the plot but it seems to be laid out like that board game they were playing it does it's very it is very boring it's very game of life uh-huh because it is her life but also um, it is her padding the story of her life, much like she's padding the story of this story. Yeah, it's keep in mind that this whole book so far has been sister sometimes lost teeth and she got <laughs> money for them. One day, Lizzie was- told her, you can get more money for these teeth. Like, that's all that's happened. And then they're like, and then the year went by. <laughs> this is one of several uh, collage pages yeah. of things she's doing or thinking uh so it's at least matches uh you know art wise with the rest of the book but i mean the next page has a lot of 
explanation to do because they just wasted an entire page. <laughs> of... It's like, this by the a... way, back to the plot, back to the plot. You know, we're a podcast. We've been rambling a little bit about fishing and painting and stuff. Let's get back to covering the tooth fairy and the economy. I like that, that sister and mama are shopping at the Barby and Salt Shaker store. <laughs> I would, you know, sometimes you need both. <laughs> right, right. For those days, you just need a doll and something to put your salt in. So you mentioned that on the next page, the plot the plot takes off. Uh, as much as the plot takes off in this book. <laughs> as does tend to happen in the books that I do for the show. Yes. Um, so this is this is kind of sister goes through what you kind of went through, uh, where she's like, she's like, my tooth is loose, and Mama say, put it under your pillow when it comes out. The tooth fairy will bring you a quarter, and she's like, or a dollar, and Papa's like, right, right, right. And he's like, yeah, the tooth fairy's paying more, and Mama's all, oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You you explained that it's going up, like gas, <laughs> like gas. Which is, you know, he's eating, so she could also be making some sort of comment on his flatulence. Yes. Oh, ho, ho, ho. witty mama. Yeah, they're eating some delicious-looking muffins, by the way. Just, yeah. I mean, yeah, it was. it's yummy muffins. Mm-hmm. Mommy's uh, yummy muffins. And I also love that Brother has no role in this book. He's just, he's also, he's shown from the back in this scene. Like, he has yeah, nothing we, to do. They, 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 they could be Honey, who is to the back, but no. No. We're making sure... We're making yeah. sure we're making sure uh, we know that this is a not a brother book. This is not both bears' story, yeah. and specifically hers. Well, much like little Brian Skinner used to fantasize about beating up the ice cream bike boy and stealing all of his goodies when he has his when he has seventy five cents burning in his pocket. I want, uh, I'm going to take the, those ghost uh, ice cream bars with the gumball eyes. I'm going to get them. You're going to get them. You're going to shove them all in your pockets and run home with them. Yeah. Uh, Sister starts fantasizing about what she could buy with a whole dollar. One of those things, to me, uh, two of those things are very odd things for a dollar. Um, would you like to list out what they are? Okay, so she fantasizes about some Barbie accessories, uh, a necklace and earrings, a new Barbie dress. Uh, there is a what looks to be a like kid size. Uh, I don't know how is it like a, a blizzard like a Dairy Queen blizzard or milkshake something a like fa- that a fancy milkshake a fancy milkshake uh, a puffy sticker of a butterfly a bag of delicious looking marbles uh, a giant marker or one of those ridiculous lollipops that no one ever wants has a kid ever yeah ever fantasized about buying a giant marker. You know, I do know some kids who probably fantasize about buying a giant marker. Did you ever get one of the giant pencils, like, like as like a uh, a souvenir from somewhere? Just these really like unusable pencils. Unusable pencils. Yeah. Oh yeah. They I would cool. hit my brother with those. You ever buy one of the giant erasers? One of the huge pink erasers? Yes. They say uh, they say for big mistakes on them. See, it's clever. I couldn't. I couldn't ignore such a great catch line yeah i knew one kid who had one and he'd like bring it out at lunchtime just to show it off for <laughs> well, big <laughs> mistake no i would kid, go yeah. Uh, yeah but no like a giant marker like you could get many markers and have multiple colors mm-hmm. probably for a dollar yeah but there's like a power to be had in a giant you know those like just fist size markers 
Do you think it'll like, make that squeaking sound when, it, when you use it like She's like, I could make so many protest posters with this thing. I would what, have gone for the marbles, honestly. The marbles are cool because you can play with them. I mean, you know, the Barbie dress is pretty cool. You yeah, use yeah. that over and over again. Uh, there's a lot of power to be had in a giant puffy sticker. You know, that's yes. a show of that's a show of strength on the playground. Uh, the one thing that no child wants is that lollipop. No, those taste terrible. They're awful. They're too big. No one wants to finish them. They just sit around being sticky and gross. And yeah, they taste just like sugar. They're gross. They taste like Forget sugar. And, and like if, if you're outside, bugs are going to land on them. Yep. Bugs land on them. What do you do when your friends want to play? Like you've just got this giant lollipop. Forget it. I believe it was, was it just in some website just did a whole report where one of their reporters bought a giant lollipop, like one of the biggest ones you could buy at a candy store. Just to see what it was like, like how long it would take to finish it. Oh no! It was uh it was ridiculous, and they are a horrible thing to buy. I I do not like them. It's like the the, the fancier designer cookies at Target, which are hard and terrible. They're hard and terrible, but you know what? I can't not buy them. I almost buy them every time. Like literally, my Holly is the one who, who like pats in the shoulder and is like, "No, Dad, those are terrible." I'm like, "Yeah, but but look at them." Their their design is so sharp. She's like they've been shipped from somewhere very far away. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, they're created by machines. These are not like. I'm like you don't understand when when we were kids everything was terrible. So like I'm used mm-hmm. to it. Yeah, you don't buy them because they are also yeah they're not only terrible they are so dry. <laughs> they are impossible to eat, but they look so delightful. And then you yeah, and then you guiltily eat it in your car before you take off after buying a bunch of stuff at Target. Yeah. The, the shame of the target cookie. <laughs> the Midwest experience. So Sister is wiggling her tooth. She wiggles it with her tongue. She wiggles it with her... We've been here with Sister, by the way. This is exactly what Sister went through when the Berenstain Bears go to the dentist. Sister bothering her tooth, fussing over it, messing with it. Make, it's hard to make her tooth. This is exactly what happened in that book. The, the brother gets his big part in, this, in, the, in the book where he, he complains about Sister bothering him. Honey is inside a fish tank. She is. She's hermetically sealed inside a tank. But she's apparently reading chapter books at this point, so good on her. I mean, she's got a full book. Or they tossed it in there after. Or her teddy bear is reading it. She's reading Mal's red book. It's I it's it's a it's a book. It's a thick book that like she's set down. She's has held her place in and set it down. Um Sister mentions she might get a dollar from the tooth fairy, and brother grumbles about that. And he's like, I never got a dollar. And she's like, Well, I was back when teeth were still cheap. <laughs> and, uh, what a great what a great rejoinder to, to your brother yeah hey the price of teeth has gone up we don't know why but they've gone up She's so like, now hey, your mouthful of cheap teeth kid so now comes another okay we, we talked about this in the last episode or one of the last episodes uh the most controversial page in minnesota because we're about to discuss once again the game that minnesotans love to discuss but first Sister gets invited to Lizzie Bruin's house for her birthday party. Uh, oh, the Barbie doll was for Lizzie, by the way. Sister was not buying it for herself. So that's nice. It's very uh, nice. I, mm-hmm. I, you know, but were you one of those, like, do you, you have a close friend where you could give a really good present for them for their birthday because you would also get to play with it almost every single day? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was the yeah. best. Never give a kid a present that you already own. No, 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 no. Like, if your parents is like, are like, 
I got you this, and I got a, a, a matching one for your friend for your birthday. Like, no, that is a waste. Mm-hmm. It's a waste. We need to have separate presents so I can go to their place and enjoy this thing that I don't have. Yeah, you need to. You are you are consciously building the neighborhood's collection of Transformers, the neighborhood's stock of GI Joes, the my neighborhood's. Best fr- my best friend had I had Bumblebee. My best friend had Cliff Jumper. There you go. You get together, you got them. Now, it's okay if you each have like numerous, say, Cobra soldiers, numerous foot soldiers, any of any a bunch of stormtroopers. That's fine. The more, the merrier. You want to build that army. But yeah, you don't want to have two kids with Rodimus Prime. What are you no. going to do with two Rodimus Primes? What are you going to do with one Rodimus Prime? Uh, I got Rodimus Prime. I was like, <laughs> this isn't as good as my hot rod toy. Y- yeah. Yeah, Rodimus Prime was just hot rod with extra junk on the back. And he was skinnier, and yeah. he had long legs that went all the way up. And then you were like, yeah, it was really Judd Nelson who sold this role. It wasn't the design. I just liked the colors. They were my favorite colors. He was a hot rod. He was a hot rod. He, he was, was He was instantly my favorite, my favorite Transformer who I didn't know existed before he came on screen. Right. And you were like, wow, this guy's friends with Daniel. He must be cool. He must be. look. It's the main character I've never met before in this, this this movie about characters I know already about. Yeah, where did oh, oh, come from? Oh, you just killed them all off. Guess I gotta oh. love these characters now. <laughs> Guess I love this t- this fast talking Blur who I don't like. Oh, I liked Blur though because he was voiced by what John John Muschietta. Muschietta? Yeah, but his toy was terrible. Oh, the toys were all terrible from gener- that generation. They were all terrible, Brian. That's true. I mean. Because they were the first toys who were based on the cartoon design as opposed to vice versa. Yes. Like, Cup uh, is a thing. He <laughs> he was a robot named Cup. What else do you need? I was really excited to buy that toy for the that old man who we all love the old crusty robots. We did love the old crusty robot. The problem is, A, he was named Cup. And B, his toy wasn't very good. The only thing worse than naming a robot cup would be basing a transforming robot on rocks and we all saw how well that went when it actually happened yeah it was fun to roll them around though Except most of them didn't roll either no like they didn't the tombstone one but he was well, the coolest looking one well we know that lizzie bruin hasn't gotten any rock lords she's not getting any late generation transformers we know all we know is that she's getting one barbie doll but she's having a kick-awesome party. They play Pin the Tail on the Donkey. They play musical chairs, charades. They they play Hit the Piñata, which could have just been called Piñata. And they play a little game that we in the Midwest call Duck, Duck, Goose. Or, as Minnesotans like to complain, Duck, Duck, Gray Duck. And once again... It's not so much they have a regional name for this. That's fine. I mean, you and I are from, you know... The Outer Kingdoms. The, the Outer Kingdoms. And we both places that have a lot of, you know, particular names for things that even you go a foot outside, yeah. you know... But you understand that. You under, like as, a, as someone from a, from a coastal city, I under, coastal region, I understand that most people aren't going to talk like us. That's yeah. part of, like... Yeah, that's part of the charm. Minnesotans seem to think that it must be duck, duck, gray duck for everybody and are offended when it isn't. They're offended when it isn't, but they also take great joy in complaining about or like talking, like making it a thing. 
it, it's it, is it becoming more of a thing? So now they have T-shirts for it. Oh, the yeah, they're everywhere. Oh, it's a thing. You go to any like kitschy Minnesota-based store, and there's there's like toy gray ducks you can buy, and then people who see it are like, oh, it's the thing, and everyone else is like, yeah, there's a difference. Like there's a difference. Like it's a like, difference. Could you could you imagine like commoditizing duck duck goose like a, a game you stop playing after age seven right because the candy land of of physical activity games yes yeah, like it's it's a, a game where you touch people's heads which bad idea uh yeah and then get chased around until you sit down and smack into the person next to you yeah it's it is no one else gives it any thought but now they have they have turned it into a marketing blitz here yeah <laughs> That no one finds interesting. No, except even... except that I've discussed it on two episodes now. Now let's talk about Ghost in the Graveyard versus Hide and Seek. <laughs> no, let's talk about the absolutely disgusting activity of bobbing for apples in a tub full of water. Have the... you ever done this? Okay, so I went to one Halloween party once when I was a little kid that actually had tub based bobbing for apples which is one of those things that i had only ever seen in storybooks so i was intrigued i was like oh my gosh someone's actually doing this i had played bobbing for apples before where i don't know if you've ever seen this where the apples hung from the ceiling yes i have seen that yeah each kid gets their own apple and you're just trying to the first kid to get it in their teeth wins but bobbing in a barrel is gross a b it is really hard i so I had only saw it on TV, like the Legend Sleepy Hollow, I think has it, or just, or just things yeah. like like that. And I heard of it. I didn't come across it until one time in Beaver Scouts for a Halloween party. They someone had set it up, and and I was like, oh, I've never seen that in person. So I, I walk over to the tub, I look down the apple, and I look at my own size, and I thought. One, no, I'm not putting my face in this backwash water. Yeah. And two, there's li- there's literally no way I can do this. So it'd be a, a, an exercise in frustration, even if I didn't lose a tooth. So, so there, for, there's, for there's, no, there's no winning. For listeners who aren't familiar with bobbing for apples in a tub of water, it's a, you have a tub of water, there's apples floating in it, you put your hands behind your back, and you stick your face, you try to grab an apple with your teeth. Like, that's that's the game. And it's harder than you think, unless you know the trick, which is you put your lips on the apple, you suck in, forming a seal, <laughs> you just inhale, you suck the apple to your face, and then it's easy to just bite in with your teeth. Just, I guess maybe the fleshier the lips you have, the better, and maybe you don't think about that when you're a little kid, but it's all in the, it's all in the, it's all in the lip suction. You just, you wrap your lips around the apple and you suck it into your mouth. There has to be a Wikipedia, wiki how article on it. Um, it's in this picture of her doing this, are her eyes and eyebrows drawn off or it's just a, a kind of optical illusion based on the action i think it's an optical illusion i think it's it's a very small picture so it's meant to show just how excited she is i do want to point out that in the picture of the kid playing hit the pinata he's not blindfolded no it's just a kid wailing on a pinata with a stick and this excited look on his face (laughs) and his eyes are wide open it's not like it's not hard to hit it and open break it if you don't Uh, my niece just 
had we had we made a homemade pinata for her birthday last week and the fun of doing this as an adult is watching the kids miss yeah because it makes them look stupid and that's funny uh and also it is the entire point of why it would take more than one turn unless the kids are very small right it's not gonna take consecutive damage it's can you hit it (laughs) you're not weakening the support structures of it yeah, it's also, it's supposed to take up a lot of time. Which is all you want to do with any child activity is to make them be doing something so they're not bugging you. Yeah. Yeah. So why you would you just take off the blind? Unless this kid's just a jerk. Maybe he's just a jerk. He just ran over there and started smacking the pinata with the stick. You never know what else he hit with that stick. Well, okay. So sister goes bobbing for apples. She lunges at the apple, bites down hard, and loses her tooth in the apple, which is even grosser. Because now there's blood in the water. So, gross. But she wins, I guess. And she brings home her tooth wrapped in a tissue. And now she's excited about getting her buck from the tooth fairy. While she's taking care of her teeth at night, though, she asks the question that I asked at the top. And yet you sort of answered with your magical answer, which is, Mama, where does the tooth fairy get all that money? To which Mama answers, I haven't a clue. Now brush your teeth. <laughs> I don't know. Some, hey, if, you, if you're going to be a new parent, if you're a new parent, going to be a new parent, you haven't, you haven't parented before or anything, it is sometimes okay to say, I don't know, and move yeah. on quickly and just change the topic. Because mm-hmm. they know. have short attention spans. They do. They do. Talk about something else. Just say, like, if your kid asks you a question you know the answer to and they're this young, just say, the color blue is weird. And that'll just give them something to think about, and but and they'll be you know they'll wake up crying in the middle of the night and they're like I was thinking about blue too much. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you can't avoid that. You're yeah. gonna say something that causes them to wake up crying in the middle of the night. Uh, sometimes, uh, yeah. or that they have dreams of uh, to scale of themselves, uh, fairies coming into their <laughs> yeah. So sister falls asleep dreaming of a dollar bill, and she her her dream quickly becomes that. Of a tooth fairy who's very beautiful, wears a pink dress and has butterfly wings, looks nothing like The Rock, looks nothing like Larry the Cable Guy, uh, comes over to Sister's bed and smiles down at her, reaches under her pillow, and Sister wakes up. Now, as you've pointed out, this tooth fairy is cub-sized. This is a, as we as we guessed at the beginning, this is a child-sized fairy. This This fairy could, with like a pillow on the seat, drive a car. Yeah, yeah. This it is a re- solid fairy. This is a solid, large fairy. It's not so much a fairy as a just a bear with wings. Mm-hmm. Which okay, you know, going into fairy lore, if we want to be, if we want to go there, uh, the fae, the fae folk, fairy, not necessarily small. Many of them are human sized Many of them are larger than people. They are just weird creatures. Uh, for all we know, this fairy expects something other than teeth from sister. Maybe she's made some sort of terrible bargain she doesn't realize. That's how fairies work. It's, you know, it, in you usually think of the, the tooth fairy as being small, so that the, the, the tooth is a large commodity for them, a, a large something that's worth something to them because it is a good chunk of their own size. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one is very large. It, I mean, to a degree, it looks like someone who would go to a bear run fest. Yeah. Yeah, this is just a person wearing a fairy costume. She's even got stirrup pants on. Yes, she she has a, a, a little side per, 
pouch that's for teeth and for mm-hmm. money it's for turkey legs yeah and as you as you mentioned earlier this 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 tooth collecting box is probably overflowing with teeth by this point <laughs> overflowing especially if they were in imagine if she was if she, just to save her time if everyone's teeth came the same night on yeah. tooth day um she has like logistically as my daughter also had a bunk bed even though she was an only child um i forget why that happened uh <laughs> but you know she's sleeping on the top bunk it would be difficult more difficult to get that tooth without waking up one of two children yeah so again my, my my master plan of no don't leave it underneath your pillow that's too much work for me right uh, but i would mi- easily di- i easily distracted my daughter from it from from that piece of lore because you can convince children of almost anything our child has the has the, a little stuffy that has a little pouch that you put the tooth in and then you set it near your door is it a stuffy of a tooth it's not it's a stuffy of a hedgehog you know, <laughs> you know, because of teeth, I guess. A, a notoriously, do do hedgehogs have teeth? Think of that the the original version of CGI Sonic famously had teeth. Do hedgehogs have teeth? There we go. Uh, they have up to forty four of them. Wow, they can make a lot of money. Up to forty four dollars. Oh, look! I'm looking at now. I'm just looking at pictures of hedgehog teeth, and wow, they are huge. Okay, now I look- just. Now look yeah. at Sonic's look at Sonic look look at Sonic's teeth. <laughs> ugly Sonic. These, yeah, yeah. These kind of look like ugly Sonic when they have their mouths wide open. Uh, that's the problem with most animals. They become less cute when you can see all their teeth. Well, now I have a, now I'm looking at a picture of that someone took their pet hedgehog and they dressed it up like a vampire for Halloween. And it is almost Halloween season. It's got a cape on and it has two sharp pointy teeth anyway, so it's very cute. So I. If you're gonna dress up your little hedgehog, uh, consider a vampire. So, what would you what would you name your 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 Count Von Hedgehog? Uh, it would be Count Hedgula. Thanks. <laughs> Count Hedgefund. <laughs> Count Hedgefundula. <laughs> oh, why'd you call it that? Mm, it's cute. So, sister wakes up in the morning. She's got a dollar, and it's crisp. And Papa's like, your baby teeth are precious. He's he's yelling, your baby. He's not even looking at anyone. He's like declaring to the world, your baby teeth are precious. Everyone that comes out shows that you're growing up fast. They're worth every penny. Sister says, you mean every dollar. And Mama and Papa just look at each other. The end. <laughs> so lesson was her friend told her she should collectively bargain for more for her teeth. And she did in one. Yeah, the whole plot of this, the the actual plot of this is, sister loses a tooth. The tooth fairy gives her a dollar for it. That's the plot. They don't. There's nothing like. That's it. That's it. She gets some she money. Really, for it. She doesn't barely negotiate. She goes to her parents and says, "I want more money for my teeth." And mom goes, "I don't know what that." And dad's like, "Not nah, sure." Yeah. Why not? And that's it. Like we earn money. Like this yeah. isn't gonna break us. I mean, those salt shakers aren't going to buy themselves. Yeah. Uh, and that's it. Uh, some time goes by. This might be one of the more, um, like, this one might be one of the books that covers the most amount in calendar year <laughs> just because of that large two page montage that we went through. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. She, yeah. She looks forward. It doesn't say exact. It says after a few days. Yeah. She's a busy cub. She's looking forward to the birthday party. 
I mean, it goes long enough that like she her tooth becomes loose and then she loses it by the end of the book. So yeah, because Lizzie has a loose tooth, but she originally just has mismatched teeth. Right. I can't um, but, believe that we never find out what sister buys with her dollar, though, after all that buildup. Oh, man, it's, it's got to be that puffy sticker. Kids love stickers. That is, like, universal fact. Kids love stickers. Yeah, yeah, I would go for a... Okay, so we used to collect stickers in elementary school, and uh, we would just look at each other's uh, uh, sticker albums at recess time. And if I had brought a giant... So puffy stickers had a lot of cachet. Yeah. If I had had a giant puffy sticker, I just I would have I would have had at least a day where I was probably the coolest kid in school. I'm looking at pictures of giant puffy stickers now. There is a giant puffy sticker from the 1980s that is a giant puffy sticker of a box of Jello pudding pops from the 1980s. So it's the perfect sticker. It's the perfect sticker. It's a giant jello pudding pops it's just the boy with holding a pudding pop but it's like and it's drawn three-dimensionally it's probably the greatest thing i've ever seen i'm going to show it to you real quick here just so because i can't not share this so hold hold still everyone i just want brian to see this oh it's so detailed it's really detailed it's it makes you both want that sticker and the pudding pop yeah, it's from '84. It's, yeah, it's from G. It's from GFC. From <laughs> Get F'd Kid Children. <laughs> Does kids start with a C? <laughs> yes, kids. C I D S. Uh, it's just the box. It's it's pretty cool. It's honestly probably the laziest sticker you can make. They just took the artwork from a box of Jello pudding pops and slapped it on a sticker. They're reusing good branding. They are uh, frozen pudding on a stick, chocolate artificial flavor, twelve bars, two. That kid's each. lips are luscious. That kid's lips have seen so much chocolate. <laughs> they are, they are deep, deep brown. Um, so yeah, giant, giant puffy sticker. And I uh, think I think that there's probably nothing I have more like very niche uh, nostalgia for than like my real Ghost Ghostbusters card collect, uh, sticker collection collection book. Where you would buy a pack of stickers and if, and go to the sticker book, and put them on the spot where they were supposed to from the, and uh, if you got doubles, you could just lay the sticker over the other sticker, mm-hmm. and uh, put together the story bit by bit, or in my case, about one ninetieth. Yes, I couldn't afford that many stickers, but I I I like nothing was more exciting than ripping open that. Like I'm I'm not only getting a real go real Ghostbusters thing. But it's a bunch of stickers. Yeah. And you might be completing a storybook. I might and some might glow in the dark. I I had so many of those sticker books that I never finished. Oh my goodness. I had Ninja Turtles. I had Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I loved them. I loved them, I, Brian. I loved them so much and I think they are a completely dead Oh yeah. Uh, th- which is weird because kids still like collecting cards and random stuff. Yeah. And it's literally the same thing. But today it would just be an app kids it these would days. it would be there are card collecting apps and i cannot wrap my head around them look at these pac-man stickers <gasps> i'm i had some of those i had these pac-man stickers i, I loved these pac-man stickers i love that they are like a the bad graphics from a home port of pac-man so these are pac-man stickers from 1982 official licensed pac-man stickers yes and you have stickers of shadow speedy bashful pokey inky 
Pinky, Blinky, and Clyde. So you have both names for each ghost. You have one, two, three, four, five Pac-Mans. You have the fruits. You have the key. You have the, like, uh, what's the little symbol? It's it's an actual, it's a Midway Games spaceship. I can't remember what game it's from. Yes, it, but I, I should know this, but I can't remember it either. We're boring the listeners. This is just an amazing sticker set. I love it so much. <laughs> I hate that i remember that instantly and looking at that and uh being obsessed with the two different names for everything i am what i'm going to do right now is i'm going to do a screenshot of this and i'm going to turn it into my facebook <laughs> so become uh, friends with phil and on facebook and you will get to see these and you'll get to see it in my facebook banner picture uh because it's it's worth every worth every uh, moment of your time to see these Pac-Man I, stickers. I also had the ones where Pac-Man has little speech balloons. Uh, oh, yeah. As well. Uh, have we reminisced enough? Uh, probably. Uh, the price of teeth are going up as we talk, so That's time true. has passed. So uh, this was, so yeah, so this was the Berenstain Bears and the Tooth Fairy. Not really so much about the Berenstain Bears and the Tooth Fairy as it is about the Berenstain Bears and the price of teeth uh it's it's and, fine it's fine yeah, yeah. i mean it, it, any book that doesn't have much of a plot it's just really a platform for you and i to talk about 80s toys yeah that's it that's it that's all we care about we have we have really no consciousness outside of outside of that no no real lives or you know r- real personalities beyond it yeah we've already lost i mean everyone listening to this has stopped listening at this point so it <laughs> I, really doesn't matter what we say uh, absolutely yeah i think once the once the conversation turned to giant puffy stickers in the shape of jello pudding pop boxes people were like i this is they're, they're discussing something i can't even see i'm just gonna tune out now uh-huh. well brian if people want to hear more of your insights into things where can they find you well, we've already established they're not listening anymore, so it's it's right. fine that you know to time to do my plugs. But uh, I'm on a podcast that I do with uh, my uh, our friend Josh Hollis. It's called Center of Weirdness. We cover uh, TV shows that are kind of obscure most of the time. Uh, sometimes we mm-hmm. have guests on and they decide not to watch obscure TV shows that aren't good. Uh, but you can find that on any of your podcast. Uh, catchers or snitchers or pitchers or catcher or whatever you want uh it's out there it's uh it's fun and it's you know hey if you want to watch along tv shows aren't a huge uh, buy-in like movies so how long have you and josh been doing podcasts together too long uh it's been a while i think it's at least five plus years now yeah yeah, it, at least. At least, because I, I know when we first started, we we used to have Holly do side episodes of like a kid's uh, function on that, and she was in the middle of elementary school at the time, very young. I had to coach her through everything. She is now a high school student. Right, So right. Uh, I know that is a... And that we started that into the run, so uh, it's it's been a long time. We've done, we covered a lot of movies, TV shows, dog movies, and uh, books, and songs so it's it's been a it's been a long run uh, i could probably do it in my sleep now and i could probably have put people to sleep so that's always good too 
Center of Weirdness. So check that out. It's a reference to Erie, Indiana that we started covering on the show, but we ran out of episodes. So we do other things. Erie, Indiana episodes. Yeah. We, we, we could do the this the second series, but I did one episode of it, and it is very boring, so I don't want to do more of it. So why do it? Uh, if you want to hear me talk about other things, I have a podcast called It's Del Toro Time that I do with my older daughter, Willow. Uh, right now, we are covering uh, the list of influence movies that influenced Gambito Toro's career called The Ecstasy of Influence, and we just did The Fly by David Cronenberg, which Willow had thoughts on and uh <laughs> i enjoyed so if you want to hear us talk about some horror films uh we also have done some studio ghibli we've got my neighbor totoro coming up so we're all over the place with that and we'll be covering uh del toro's pinocchio this fall and his new netflix series coming out so we've got some del toro coming up if you want to hear about that uh you can find me on twitter at p cory gonzalez or you can find this show on twitter at b stain bearcast you can find it on the internet at BerenstainBearCast.org or on uh, net. Uh, what is it called? Facebook at oh, Deep in Bear Country. You can find those. Find me on Netflix. They'll my, never. My... They'll never promote you. Yeah, I could very well have a Netflix show. I wouldn't even know. It would just been shadow dropped. I. It's called Sandman. It's been watched by 150 million people. Yeah, yeah. If you, if you like Sandman, that was all me. Uh, so Brian, thanks so much for being on the show again. Thanks for having me. Well, it's always a pleasure. Always a pleasure talking teeth with Brian Skinner. That's the name of our new show. It's called Tooth Pancakes. Gross. Uh, And uh, thank you all for listening. And I will see you all next time deep in bear country.